Hello, I'm Rani Murthy, and I'm artistic director of Rasa Theatre, a company that explores the migrant journey through powerful theatre experiences. I myself am a migrant many times over. I grew up in a small Sri Lankan Tamil community in Malaysia from a Hindu background. And today I'm going to talk about S for Sari in the A to Z of Things Unseen. The sari was a garment that my mother wore, whether she was going to work as a teacher, whether she was pregnant, whether she went to a Western-style rock and roll concert. So much like maybe a pair of jeans in the Western culture. It was also very much part of ritual. I remember very clearly as a young child that we wore something known as the half sari when it came to religious rituals. So we couldn't be there, especially if the Brahmin priest was present, if you weren't appropriately attired. I didn't realise the significance of this until much later, until I've started to research for the purposes of writing my play, Husari Now. Husari Now is a one-woman show where I play five characters that range from an older character who's about in her 70s, all through to a teenager who's a transgender, to a woman in the conflict zone in Sri Lanka giving birth in a sari. And each character exemplifies a complex idea, I think, about migration in the sari. As a child, my first full-grown adult sari was draped on me in my coming-of-age ritual. Now, this is a ritual that young girls who have started to menstruate symbolically are kind of introduced into the realm of adult life. That means you're ready for marriage, you're ready to be a mother. I, growing up in two cultures, felt incredibly uncomfortable with that. Here I was in a small migrant community in Malaysia, already struggling with identity and trying to fit in. And suddenly here was a ritual that immediately set me apart from my colleagues in school, my friends. I was suddenly relegated to the back room of the house because, you know, you were technically considered dirty. I was too young to question it, but Later on, when I got into being a teenager and starting to be slightly rebellious, it was part of that rebellion, I think, to reject the sari. For a woman who comes from the Hindu tradition, the sari is very much part of every stage of a Hindu woman's life. So traditionally, after childbirth, when you are introducing your baby to the uh, wider world, you represent motherhood through the draping of a sari. You represent feminine virtue. You represent your Hindu identity draped in a sari. Now, this is very contradictory to the way the rest of the world accepts sari. In Bollywood, for example, or in the kind of whole Western gaze, the sari hides, and yet it's quite a revealing garment. And I've tested it with my friends here. And some of them have actually reported back to me and observed that they feel more exposed in a sari than they do in a bikini. So this is quite a revealing garment, even though it's sort of related to decorum and virtue and all of those concepts that Hindu philosophy expects of Hindu women. I learned to embrace the sari much later in my young adult life. 
I used it as a kind of power garment in the middle of the genes and teenage culture that was around me. And I thought being a larger woman, the sari, one size fits all. It's a strip of cloth and you drape it around you and it is a way of looking incredibly feminine, seductive. But also I thought I am now embracing the sari, but in my own terms, expressing my own identity. And Hinduness is part of that, but it's not all of it. And therefore I could then wear a sari with Doc Martin boots, for example. And so it was a garment that actually liberated me. And you can hear this programme again and find other editions of Things Unseen at www.thingsunseen.co.uk.